Hi friends, how are you? We are on another episode of Not Your Average Music Therapist. That's all of us, right? So if it's all of us, does that average us out? Um, so we're on episode 11. So here we go. The pressure of more. To do more. Be more. Have more. It's funny that I say be more because that's a nickname for one of our friends. Because um, his first initial is B and his last name is more. So it's just so funny saying be more but actually saying the words be more. Anyway, the pressure of more. You know, another way you can look at it is better. Or a lot of people use the word should. It always feels like there's a flag that waves whenever the word should is used. Um, you know, why is that? I, I feel like it's funny because I have to use the word, but there shouldn't be this feeling of needing or, you know, having to do things a certain way. Um, so sure, there's a standard, but we can lean against the edge of that standard. We can look outside the box that that standard is within. Um, you know, there are so many ways to do things. And that's why many music therapists are getting trained in other specialties. So it's okay to see that the standard is there for a reason. You know, standard being um, the standards of practice, essentially. Or, you know, the other things that go along with having our certification. But the reason for that standard is to provide the best care possible. So let me just give you the scenario then. Piano is my weakness. I will just put it out there. I started piano on day one of college and yes, I passed my proficiency exam, but I feel like that whole time I really didn't get a, a good hang of it. Um, and then going straight into a hospice internship, I didn't really use piano that much. I stuck with guitar because it was mobile and I was working in New York City. <laughs> I can't bring a piano or keyboard with me on the subways of New York City. It's just not going to work. So anyway, this scenario is about me. If I force myself to play piano with my clients because I should use it, but then it sounds like garbage because as we all know now, it is not my strength. Is that really me providing the best care possible? I don't think so. I think that's just me trying, which is good, but I don't ever want my garbage piano playing to get in the way of someone's care. Um, so I will continue this example. I brought this up with my supervisor and um, my supervisor asked me, you know, well, okay, so what's the purpose of using an accompanying instrument in your sessions anyway? And I was like, because they told me so? No, I said, I use these instruments to create connection with my clients. Um, that's the kind of music therapy work I do. I am not teaching piano or instrument skills. Um, so my answer was for connection and, um, I'm able to make a connection with my clients on guitar and with my voice. 
And so my supervisor was saying, you know, maybe piano isn't necessarily necessary, (laughs) at least with the people that I'm currently working with. And then she even shared with me as a um, piano major in college that she didn't use piano that much after she graduated or after the first couple years of um, being a music therapist. So it's interesting to think about that because it's like, you know, I feel like I have to or I should use the piano in my sessions. But in reality, using piano in my sessions is really just gonna probably derail the session. We always put the patient first. Um, And then we get creative on how to meet their needs. Over time, I can continue working on piano and I can use it as I feel best. But forcing myself to use it or um, even work on it when I'm not up for it really just makes me resentful. And it makes me want to leave the field. (laughs) Like I'll just say it straight. Um, Yes, there's probably more underneath there. You don't have to um, give me a diagnosis about my relationship with music um, or my idea of being proficient on the piano, my tendency for perfectionism, but this is where I am right now. And I think this is a conversation worth having because I'm sure I'm I'm not the only one. And, um, you know, maybe some of you listening are like, you know what, Kim, it's in our standards of practice. Like you need to be able to play the piano. And I understand. Thank you for that information. I should be able to play piano. My certification says that I do. And okay, let me say this again. I passed the proficiency exam. I can play piano. I just choose not to because it's my weaker instrument. And it's like, oh my gosh, it would take me twice as long to learn a song with piano than to learn it with guitar. Anytime I think I should be more than what I am right here and now, I have to stop myself and remind myself that this is about progress. It's about the process. It's not about a goal of achieving something. And I feel like that's so contrary to a lot of the things that we've learned, a lot of the ways that we're practicing, um, a lot of the ways that this, um, I guess you could call Western education is set up. So I apply this same principle to my sessions. You know, this feeling of trying to do more, offer more, share more interventions, activities, experiences. But maybe my clients don't need more. Maybe my clients just need me here with them like this. Maybe they benefit just the same with what we've got going. And they don't necessarily need them more, or at least yet. So yes, there are sure places to encourage growth, to nudge and challenge our clients and ourselves like me with piano. (laughs) But I'm tired of thinking that I need to do this because of a deficiency. I want to do this 
to grow, to challenge myself. Um, because it's the right thing to do. Not because I want to be a better music therapist and show my professors and other music therapists out there that yes, I finally made it and can improvise my way around you and back. (laughs) Sorry, that was kind of a snarky sentence. Um, I want to embrace who I am, where I am, and how I am as a music therapist and rid myself of that lack kind of mindset, that feeling that I'm not enough, that feeling that I need to be better, um, that feeling that if only I practiced more, then, then I'd be a better music therapist. No, and I'm telling this to myself now, you are a great music therapist here and now. Yes, you can always grow, but I don't like the idea of better. You know, as I think about all this, um, being better, the pressure of being more, doing more, you know, maybe we can just shift our language a bit to make our words, to make our words to ourselves, our internal world a bit kinder. What if instead of the word better, we focus our attention on enjoyment? It's it's funny I say this and it, it feels so contrary to like just the way I grew up, I guess. I don't know. Or the way I was educated. Um, you know, I wonder if we can enjoy everything that happens in a session without needing to be more enjoy just the act of playing instruments without needing to improve our skills enjoy where we are even the small things like connecting with other music therapists online in place of wishing for more connection more work more money it's like let's just enjoy what we have right now You know, I find that if I hold things openly like this, I am much more apt to improve and progress while I am enjoying the ride. It's a freer way to be. So, you know, I'm not saying that we should not improve our skills. I'm saying let's come to it in a more joyful way, I guess. So I was thinking about all this because I get so critical of my musical skills in session, which you heard a little bit about earlier, me just talking about playing piano. Um, But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if as I'm critical at myself about the music making, if it's subconsciously leeches out into my sessions and there's like a critical thing in the air that maybe my client feels even just at a subconscious unconscious level and that's something I've been thinking about because it's something I don't want to be bringing into that session it's like one of those things that I have to deal with within myself I have to work through with my supervisor. I have to 
talk about and like dive into with my own personal therapist. You know, these feelings come from somewhere and they may have come from music therapy school (laughs) Um, or just, you know, the standards set in place for us. They can be really rigid for a good reason, but then the rigidness like sticks with you for too long, I guess, in a certain way. So I suppose I'm saying all of this because I feel like in the music therapy field, there's a lot of pressure to be able to do everything. And friends, that's just not humanly possible. Some of us are just going to be able to pick up various instruments, genres and styles, counseling techniques, whatever, you know, it is much faster than others. And for some of us, it'll take years to land that bar chord. It's taken me so long. (laughs) And that's all okay. I think it's a myth that we should be able to do everything and do everything at that expert level right out of college or internship. There's just too much involved in being a music therapist Like, let's be honest, it will take time. I think about myself, you know, I I didn't go to grad school yet. I might still go. Um, I did not get better at piano since college yet. Um, I did not spend a lot of time working on my improvisational skills. But what I did do which is why you're all hearing this, why you're all listening, is I spent a whole lot of time on the business, social media, and marketing side of things. Much of my energy over the last eight years, specifically the last four to five years, has been connecting with people online, networking with businesses, starting businesses of my own, um, connecting with potential clients in person, giving lots of presentations and workshops and working on this business. So that's what I spent my time on. And that's what I think I'm pretty good at. You know, I can be proud of that. Those skills, although there's always more to learn, those skills feel pretty strong. And yes, I constantly feel like I have to be better at my weaknesses, at my weak sides of my music therapy work. I feel like I need to bring more into my music therapy sessions, need to be and do more and better. That's why I'm sharing this with all of you, because you might feel that too. You know, I think it may be one of the detriments of the profession Since it's so vast, there are so many skills to acquire and improve. Um, There's so many ways we can do music therapy even. We never feel like we have arrived. We hardly feel like we're music therapists sometimes. So many times I don't feel like I've ever made it. And I definitely say those, I definitely say made it in quotes. It's like, this thing that that we're searching for and we're trying to get to. Um, But there's so much that we can improve as a music therapist that we're never going to feel like that. I think we should just turn that whole thing around 
you know, if, if you finished college, if you went through your internship, if you got your certification, then you have arrived. You are a music therapist. And we're all in this thing called music therapy together with our strengths and our weaknesses. And I hope you embrace the process, however painful, slow, or uncomfortable it is, and enjoy the ride. Let's be where we are without feeling like we need to be better. Let's enjoy the work of being a music therapist in session with our clients without that feeling that we're not doing enough or being enough or bringing enough into the session. Before we turn this into another episode, I just wanted to throw out a little piece of advice. If there's an area that you do want to grow in, take one step at a time. Focus on one area of growth at a time. Do one thing. Otherwise, you may feel overwhelmed with all of the different areas of potential growth and get stuck feeling like you're not good enough. So just pick one right now and enjoy the ride. I'll see you next time, friends.